You're listening to Spice Radio's The Morning Buzz. I'm in Kieran Audula, and we are speaking to Annie Ohana, educator and activist, and we're talking about an open letter that calls for BC to reinstate universal masking. Annie, thank you so much for joining us this morning. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So please give us some background on this letter, and what are the demands here? Yeah, so, you know, the Safe Schools Coalition BC, Protect Our Province, and, and a number of other signatories uh, have been at this fight f- since the beginning of COVID. And uh, unfortunately, I myself as an, as, uh, sorry, am an educator. And uh, over the course of the multiple waves of COVID, uh, have seen that, you know, unless we really pushed, uh, things like mask mandates were not coming through, um, increased ventilation uh, for our schools, even to the point of saying, like, HEPA filters, so not just, you know, uh, long-term infrastructural growth, which I know the government has spent some money on, um, but but still, we, we have a lot of gaps in our system. Uh, and so for all those reasons, and the fact, you know, when schools were open, when perhaps they shouldn't have been, uh, the claim that transmission was super low in schools. So, uh, you know, if you think about all that, now here we are. We see our hospitals, especially our pediatric units, filling up uh, to the brim. I know I just heard the number seventy percent this morning here in BC, but in places like Ontario, they're you know they're completely overwhelmed uh, with like a triple you know reality of flu, COVID, uh, and and other you know respiratory illnesses that are especially uh, affecting children. So what the letter basically states is that we'd like to see a return to full, like, mask mandates indoor. And so I can speak from that school perspective where we do not have a mandate right now. And and to be honest, like, most people are not masked up. Um, and in the hopes of, especially with the mask mandate, the fact that because this is directly related to families, um, because it makes children vulnerable if their family members are not masked, uh, masking is really the, 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 the best way uh, and really the easiest way, the least in convenienced way to actually make sure that our children stay healthy and that there's less transmission of whatever it is that's going around. And secondly, at the systemic level, that we still don't know just how much money or really, well, more than money, um, the actual changes to ventilation systems in our schooling system. And the fact that when we ask for things like HEPA filters or carbon dioxide or monoxide measurements that other provinces are doing like Quebec, uh, we still don't have that in our school systems either. So we don't know what's going on in our schools. We don't know if the air coming through is as clean as it can be. Um, so for, for, you know, that that's really what we're asking for. And, and you're seeing in Ontario and other places kind of that idea of going back in the States as well. Um, some, some areas are going back to, to mask mandates or indoor masking. And, and I know there's a um, news conference coming up at 11, but, you know, no big announcement coming. So we are really concerned that we're just letting our children fill up the hospitals. Uh, we're letting our system get even more overwhelmed than it already is. And meanwhile, the rest of us really are not doing much to stop the transmission. And Annie, I know my, this next question might be a bit tricky for you to answer mm-hmm. here, but just from your school and where you're at, have there mm-hmm. been a number of students and staff that are not coming to school because they are sick? Yeah, unfortunately, uh, yeah, I, and I can see that with my community, right? Um, the reality is that we are seeing, you know, and again, it is that time of year. Um, so whether it is, uh, you know, respiratory, uh, sorry, I forget the name, RVP, or the flu, or possibly COVID. I do know of individuals, again, I'm going to say my community, that that have become sick with, you know, any of those three. Yeah, so definitely it's out there. And again, to me, 
me as a teacher, as I think about our parents and our families, um, it, it, I, and having had respiratory illnesses myself as a young child that have really damaged my lungs and have made me very vulnerable uh, for the rest of my life, um, I, I really think we're doing a disservice. It's almost a negligence that we're letting kids get sick with these respiratory illnesses, uh, not realizing the long-term consequences of what that means. Annie, as we can see, as compared to adults getting vaccinated, there is some kind of reservation where the vaccination of children are concerned when mm-hmm. it comes to COVID-19. What are your thoughts on the apprehension, apprehensions against masking as well? Yeah, I I have to say it's a bit befuddling <laughs> uh, when you think about, you know, the fact that we have had multiple years of, of having to wear masks. Um, that's certainly, and I can speak from very uh, big experience here, that there's always a nuance to the mask wearing, that we understand that some kids have legitimate reasons for not wearing the mask, um, and also that there, there's, there's always an understanding when you have to eat, if you need a break, like all these things are taken into consideration. So it's not a punitive measure of, you know, keep your mask on or else. Right. Uh, We understand that, you know, there's waves and, and, you know, kind of fluxes to the day. Um, And, and yeah, I think it it really is that people just don't like to wear it. Um, And and there's a feeling like they're being forced to wear it. But again, we're in a public health crisis uh, at multiple levels, let alone our healthcare system being overwhelmed on the best of days. And so really, instead of being forced home, uh, instead of losing money at work or, or missing school or closing down schools, you know, we can kind of keep our system running uh, if people mask up, if we have HEPA filters in our classrooms, right, if we're measuring the air. Like these are three concrete steps that would be very easy to, to, to you know, sorry, sorry, to achieve um, because we've already been doing that and we can continue doing that. And the government providing us with guidance is always helpful. So instead of like spotty, you know, kind of piecemeal measures, um, the government asking for folks to mask up in indoor spaces. As Minister Adrian Dix said the other day, the idea of like, you know, those who are vulnerable or if you have people around you that are vulnerable, uh, masking up really is a great way in those indoor spaces to make sure that you're not bringing things home with you. Um, so yeah, so, so definitely there's hesitation, but um, to be honest, I, I always explain why I'm wearing my mask to my students, to people around me, if I'm going to an event, and, and just to put them at ease, right? I get that. If they feel uneasy that someone's wearing a mask, at the end of the day, it's my health. Um, it's the fact that I teach in a, in a school of 1,300 people. I need to be responsible. I need to keep others safe. I feel it's part of my professional duty as a teacher to keep you know, the kids that are entrusted in our care safe. So wearing that mask is an easy way to do that, and a simple explanation usually does the trick, and people move on, and, and they don't worry about it. Exactly. And I know, Anna, you've been mentioning about, you know, the ventilation, the HEPA filters. Mm-hmm. And again, just from your perspective, where you're at in your community, have you seen those filters coming into your school? Yeah, so I think on a wider analysis, because we have had like a COVID committees, right, we've had teachers come together to do this work and do this analysis. Uh, we have seen some improvements in some schools uh, where there was an increase to uh, MRF 13 filters. But what we're not seeing is 
you know, really the measuring of the air, right? So in, in other provinces where they, they do notice that. So, so the idea is that if we keep measuring air, we'll be able to know, right? We'll be able to know when it's safe, when it's not safe, when there's wider occurrences of certain, you know, viruses. Um, you know, that, that, that is very important to do. You can't just assume that everything's okay. So I know for a number of areas where there's been some improvements, but not all. And even within school sites where, you know, some rooms are okay and some rooms are not. So, and this is just to say, like, we just need to invest more in our, in our infrastructure. I think that's always a good thing when we have the safest schools possible, the safest buildings possible. I wouldn't want to go to a hospital that half of it is properly filtered and the other half is not, right? It just doesn't make sense and it leads to, unfortunately, um, you know, public health that is, you know, it doesn't protect everybody at the end of the day. So I do understand investments are being made. I do understand there have been some changes and I have seen that. Um, um, but overall, like on a systemic analysis of things, not enough has been done, especially compared to other provinces, other jurisdictions that have taken wider measures to correct those situations. And uh, Annie, as I'm speaking to you, I noticed that there's a doctor, Dr. Anna Wallach, who has been very outspoken about the situation. And she said that this morning's wait time at the BC Children's Hospital ER is close to 12 hours. Yeah. And she said mask up. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, it's interesting that she mentions that because I had a student telling me the other day she needed to go to the hospital just for something unrelated and she had to wait 12 hours and she and she's a, a child and she was noticing like the, the wait times, right? She was noticing other people coming in. Yeah, it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. Um, you know, we're talking now, you know, the last couple of months about people uh, perhaps dying, right? Because ambulances have been able to arrive or ERs are too full or doctors aren't available. Uh, we should never accept that. We have a beautiful universal health care system. And, and part of the five tenets is accessibility. It needs to be accessible to all. It is not accessible to force someone who's, who's suffering to wait 12 hours. And again, I have personal experience with this. When you cannot breathe, when your lungs, your entire body is lacking oxygen, um, that is a major, major problem. And, and if, if you don't treat it, if you don't keep it you know, in line, um, it will lead to long-term consequences. And we know that with COVID, whether that's even like diabetes, renal failure, like children are more vulnerable. Um, and so I, I think as a government, again, I don't see why the masking issue is such a problem considering how easy it is. Most of us have masks at home. I know schools still provide masks. That is for sure. So if kids go to the office, they can get a mask from the uh, secretarial staff or whoever in their school might be handing those out. Uh, that is still in place. And, I, and I say, I'm thankful for that. But at this point, I think we need to go back to the idea of just make sure you have one on you. And when you're indoors, you need to be wearing it. That, that's all we're asking for really at the end of the day. Annie, I want to thank you so much for your time. And I think we'll all be looking forward to seeing what is going to come out of the presser today at 11 a.m. Absolutely, yeah. I think we can all work on this together and, and keep kids out of hospitals and keep our hospitals available and, and really keep ourselves healthy. It's the winter, it's getting cold, and uh, we're all susceptible, right, as you know, to, to all these things. Um, but but really, why, why force ourselves to become sick when all we can do is just, you know, measure the air a little more, uh, push our government to invest, and, and wear a mask? Thank you so much. You take Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.